One of the hardest jobs for a founder and CEO is to hire a great engineering team. And if you're based in the Bay, competing with the salaries of Google and Facebook does not make it any easier, which is why I'm really excited to introduce our next sponsor, Turing. Turing makes it really easy to build a software engineering team. Go to Turing.com and they will find you hand-selective top-tier engineers that can work with you on a remote basis. Turing.com is backed by Foundation Capital, Founders Fund, other execs from Google, Facebook, Amazon, and more. And they are on a path to help companies like you find a remote engineering team and not spend years doing it. So if this is interesting to you in any capacity, I would check out Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com. And when they ask you, how'd you hear about Turing, make sure to tell them you came from the Forward Thinking Founders podcast, specifically tell them Matt Sherman 6, 6 is in the month June, and get that remote engineering team today, not in six months, not in a year, today. And by the way, you get a two-week risk-free trial to give it a shot. So what are you waiting for? Go to Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com, and I'll see you over there. Now let's get into the show. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions of the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Turner Bolin, who is the CEO of Beagle Learning. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, good. That's, that's good to hear. And I appreciate you coming on. Uh, for those that don't know what you're working on with Beagle Learning, can you tell us uh, what it is and what you're working on? Yeah, so we got started around two issues. First, that only 36% of students in the U.S. actually gain the skills, graduate with the skills they need to for a successful career. And in a Fortune 500 company, on average, they waste about 530,000 days of time every single year on inefficient strategic decision-making. To us, there's a single underlying issue. We don't give people structures or training in the problem-solving and collaboration skills they really need in the modern information age. So that's what Beagle set out to do. Uh, We build a web app to help teams learn faster and make better strategic decisions through a systematized process for gathering team input and identifying the most important questions to answer to move a project forward. We also build AI tools that measure the quality of the questions that are provided and map out the logic behind decision-making so you don't have to repeat work the next time around. So I'd love to hear what, when did you decide to, to work on this and specifically why? Like, you know, I guess hearing a little bit about the origin story would be great. Yeah, so the thing that originally got me interested in this, we, we work in the education markets and in the uh, defense and corporate area, so we're pretty broad. And what originally got me into this was education. Uh, about in 2013, so about seven years ago now, I launched a group called Spokes America, where we bicycled across the United States and we did project-based STEM classes for underserved communities. Um, it was fantastic, had a ton of fun. Uh, it's still running, um, although I'm not, you know, no longer involved. But one of the experiences during that trip was to go to a last chance classroom in Lexington, Kentucky. So these were high school students that were going to get kicked out and this was the last place they could go to try to finish their high school degree. 
And the bias would have been that those students would be, you know, the worst students we worked with, it would be hard, it would be no fun, they wouldn't get anything done. And we got to this classroom and the teacher had made it a collaborative experience. And she'd promoted that over competitiveness. And we came in with projects where we invited them to tackle a problem they really cared about, gave them a structure to do it. And it was one of the best experiences of that entire trip. And so for me, that was a big learning that uh, a person's ability and impact on the world has far less to do with that individual and our perception of their ability and far more to do with the situation we put them in and how we help them realize their own goals. So that set me on this trajectory to figure out how we provide those skills and those structures more broadly. And yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I appreciate that. So tell me a little bit about, you know, on the day to day, what do you spend your time on? Um, well, I guess, I guess two, two types of questions. One is, um, if you don't mind sharing how big your team is, is it just you and a couple of co-founders, you know, a couple of team members, or is it bigger than that? And then with that context, we'd love to know you as the CEO, like, what, do you, what, what are you spending your time on? Is it hiring? Is it product? Is it engineering? Is it sales? Um, we'd love to just get a peek into your day to day. Yeah, it changes every day, as I bet many founders tell you. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the core team, the full-time team is four people, and then we have an additional uh, group of three part-time individuals that work with us, uh, as well as various contractors. So a core team of four. And uh, let's see, so so day-to-day, I mean, we've gone through a really interesting experience over the past uh, six months or so. We we're 100% in the education market helping uh, higher education institutions train these problem-solving skills and engage students through curriculums. And then we joined the Air Force Accelerator powered by Techstars. Uh, and so going through that Techstars Accelerator and getting to know the defense market changed a lot of our work. So recently, my day-to-day has been uh, helping to set up uh, and do the outreach for Uh, initial customer interviews and really get deep into the product needs and needs of our individual customer bases in the defense sector where we're now beginning to work. Um, And that was, I mean, it's, it's probably the thing I most enjoy is directly talking to customers and understanding exactly what they need. Um, But, you know, other days I, I do a lot of work helping to think about fundraising and financials and just make sure we're on a good track on that front and I also will spend a good amount of time uh, really just helping to facilitate the rest of the team. So setting up great product management systems to make sure that our engineers and, uh, and design support can, can handle that. Um, so it jumps around a lot. Uh, I guess the other thing I'll say is, is that uh, the team handles a lot of these things themselves in wonderful ways. So, so I do do a lot of that overhead, but then my co-founder, Carolyn, is a huge, huge support and essentially anything I didn't just mention she does so between the two of us um, we'll we'll be we'll be handling any of the organization in the business definitely yeah that that makes sense um what another question I had that I always ask um I always ask founders is how do you like so that's your day-to-day you know it's what you spend your time on I feel like as a as a founder you kind of need to balance the day-to-day with the long term and kind of blend them because like the long term and the vision is what you know is where everyone's going is where you're rowing but the short term and the day-to-day is like you know knowing how to row you know etc how how do you personally find the balance between day-to-day operations and the weeds and like big vision to make sure you're in the weeds going in the right direction yeah um we have a joke about this internally that um 
that every three months we have a crisis there and we need to fundamentally reevaluate which direction we're going. And it's, it's a joke, right? It's not true necessarily. Generally, we're still headed in the right direction. But we find that if, if we don't, if we're not doing that kind of checkup, right? If we're not regularly saying, okay, are we headed in the right direction? What's our, what's our next key milestones and KPIs? How are we moving forward? Then, um, then it's not even necessarily that we will begin heading in the wrong direction, but the company as a whole will start not seeing the forest for the trees essentially. And that can be a big issue just in terms of morale and, um, and, and energy, right? Because we're, we're working really hard all the time as every startup is. And so a lot of it is keeping that up to date. So that's sort of an anecdote from what we experience. The way we do that, the way we balance those things, uh, one thing that's been really valuable is that we have a standing Friday, essentially the equivalent of what a senior staff meeting would be for larger companies, for a couple of our close advisors and uh, the core team. And we use that as an opportunity to have everyone raise the big strategic questions on their mind. Is there a goal that we're shooting for in this half or this quarter that might no longer be the most relevant? Um, are we considering a large project? For example, we did this for the defense work we started. Are we considering entering a new market when we shouldn't be? Um, and we bring those up in that moment. And then generally, Carolyn or I, uh, the two full-time co-founders, will take that on as a question to uh, essentially propose an answer to and do some analysis behind in the next week. And that's helped keep us centered and focused, even when, you know, all the urgent day-to-day -day things keep flying at us. And it, so, yeah, the day-to-day -day -day is always ridiculous. And, like, you have to, like, stay flexible, obviously. Um, and it sounds like, you know, you, you have the right mindset for that. But now... I, I do kind of want to hear about the longer tail and the longer the longer vision. Um, so let's say let, let's look out like ten years, fifteen years, uh, and 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 what is what does your company look like then? What does Beagle Learning look like in ten, fifteen years? Or I guess another way I'm asking the question is, um, what is your what's the big vision and what direction are you rowing in? Um, and and how big could it get? And once it gets there, like what will it look like? Well, so the way I think about this, we believe that there's this set of uh, activities or skills that makes a, a team, whether that's a, a team that's learning together uh, in, in an educational environment, a, a team that's executing a mission in a defense context, or a team that's entering a new, par uh, excuse me, entering a new market in a corporate context. There's this fundamental set of steps they have to go through, which I think every founder will probably relate to of, figuring out where we're trying to head, brainstorming some ideas of how to get there, uh, then executing on the best of those ideas, and then reflecting to figure out what we learned and doing it again. And we talk about this in terms of a, a training step of learning the skills you need to execute quickly, then a, a mission planning and execution step where you are uh, brainstorming ideas with your team, identifying the most important ones and moving forward, and finally a lessons learned step where you say, what did we get out of that? How are we going to document this in our knowledge management? How are we going to make sure we do better next time? And fundamentally, how we see the company growing is we want to be a cohesive platform that ties those three parts of an effective team together and make sure that uh, when someone comes on board, they can dive right into that cycle of, of learning, executing, and then reflecting uh, and do that across these different sectors. So one way to think about that is similar to how you see large companies like 
Uh, for example, Salesforce would position itself as being able to help manage a sales pipeline in any context. We want to be able to manage your team's learning and innovation experience in any context. Um, so that's the vision here. When you look at how big that could be, our bottom-up market analysis on this for the U.S. alone puts it at around a $41 billion total uh, opportunity. We're starting in smaller sectors, obviously, like diving into that giant market would be uh, a, a difficult experience. So we're starting in the education and defense sectors where we've got some good inroads and we can use a lot of non-dilutive grant funding to, to get that starting point. Uh, did that cover the question? Did I miss a couple of key points? No, there? you're you're good. I mean, the, there's nothing nothing to miss. It's it's what you it's it's what it's your vision and what you want to will into the world. By the way, note on the grant funding, that is the best way. If, if like you're listening and you're in a type of company that can get grant funding, or like you're you're, you're like a you maybe a potentially a student with the, and your your campus offers competitions and gives you you know non dilutive capital, take it because like this is a great way to fund your company, <laughs> um, which is yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have like, what do you do? You specifically seek out that type of funding, or because um, obviously it's 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 non dilutive, right? That's great. Um, how right. how has that helped you move the needle? That has been really fundamental for us. We're a bit of a a unique company, I guess, in the way that we've approached capital and growth. Um, uh, we haven't gone a hundred percent the standard route of like, let's get in outside angel seed funding right away, go right on to the sort of the VC track, fast growth, seven year uh, return path. And instead we've very actively seeked out uh, uh, different grant opportunities that can help us fund the fundamental platform development. So that started with an NSF SBIR grant. Again, for those listening, I really strongly recommend the SBIR grant program. It's fantastic, um, especially the, the AFWorks Air Force ones that we've gone through recently. And then we did a, a second one that we're running through right now with the Air Force. And seeking those out has essentially let us uh, invest directly in platform improvements while giving away a fairly small amount of our company over over this period and it set us up to be able to get when we go out and raise those larger rounds a much better valuation for the equity since equity is as we've often been told the most expensive way to get money um uh it's the it's a, allowed us to get that higher valuation so we actively seek it out we actually have put together a standard grant process for our entire company and uh, we have someone on staff who's an expert at what they call shredding, which is one of my favorite new terms of taking large government gra grants and then breaking it down into the constituent things you actually have to deliver to to get the money. For sure, yeah, that's 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 insightful, and uh, it's cool to hear that there's multiple ways to get funded. And anyone listening, you know, you know, v I feel like VC is kind of slammed down our throat sometimes, and it's like, oh, like you wanna you wanna build a startup, raise VC. Well, first of all, you can just do revenue if you want. If you yeah. don't just want to do revenue, that's what you're talking about too. There's all sorts of capital and and the best kind, at least in my opinion, is non-dilutive. Well, the best kind is revenue. The second best kind is non-dilutive. <laughs> right. There's another just anecdote that might be helpful to some people that we've often been told, which is that every kind of money you take, right? Every Every place you get 
revenue, you're getting it from a, a customer of some sort, right? There's a person you're promising something to on the other end of that money. And uh, just being aware of that has been really helpful. If you, if you take it from a customer as revenue, then the person you're taking it from is your customer. It's going to drive you to pay 100% of your attention to that end user and make sure you're designing a product that serves them. And when you look at these grant funding opportunities or the, the, also the venture world, right? You're also, you also have a customer, but now that customer isn't the same person that's buying your product. And so we've often been reminded to be very careful about that and just aware that if you're taking that funding, make sure the customer on the other end of it is aligned with your, uh, your real customer, your product customer, so that you keep driving in the right direction. For sure. Yeah, I am with all of that. Um, and to, to, to wrap it up, my last question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community um, help you? Do you even ask for the community, whether it's hiring help, need users, customers, you know, anything like that, that we can help with to make your life a little easier? <laughs> There's always a million things to help with. Uh, well, first of all, I will, I will return the offer to the broader community. We, as a company, love offering any connections or expertise that we've managed to gather uh, out to people who need it. So, um, so, you know, if there are ways that we can help with expertise on grants, that kind of thing, I'd also like to return the favor. But on our side, um, I've said fairly little about what we really do and what's under the hood, but uh, this idea of AI assistance in order to drive better team planning and decision-making uh, and doing that across this education and defense space as part of that and as the grant funding that's coming in, we are very likely going to be hiring pretty quickly between about uh, the beginning of July of this year and uh, the end of the year. We'll be hiring probably to roughly double team size in engineering and then project management and, and customer success. And so, uh, you know, if this is a world that anyone listening is really excited about and interested in digging into, reach out. Uh, it might be that there's a great opportunity to work together. All right. And last question, if, uh, if someone wants to get in touch or find your website, email you, find you on Twitter, what, what are ways that they can get in touch with you on the internet or find your website online? Yes. So the best ways to reach us are certainly to go to our website, uh, www.beaglelearning.com pretty easy. And uh, you're also uh, welcome to directly email our, our company outreach email, which is just hello at beaglelearning.com. Uh, would love to hear from you. All right. Well, thanks for coming on and telling us a little bit about your thought process and what you spend your time on and what the vision is. And I wish you luck with Beagle Learning. I, I think it's interesting. And I uh, wish you all the best. So thanks for coming on and hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. All right, thank you for tuning in to that episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I really want to thank our sponsors of today's episode, Turing, for supporting June's episodes of Forward Thinking Founders. If you are a startup founder or a CEO and have any need for technical talent or need an engineering team, specifically a remote engineering team, I highly encourage you to check out Turing.com and see what they can do for you. They have a two-week risk-free trial where you can check out what they have going on. And if you go over to Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com, tell them Matt Sherman sent you. Tell them Matt Sherman 6, 6 being the month of June. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.